There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our, well, I guess it's our ultimate show for this year because at the moment it still is 5783, but this is the show for Rosh Hashanah, Tov, Shin, Pei, Dalila, Bolenu, Toiver, just another couple of hours. We're going to begin the new year, the Rosh Hashanah, the climax of our, of our year. We're going to stand before our Kaddish Baruch Hu and ask him, to give us another beautiful opportunity to serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu this year and continue to learn Torah, continue to grow in our Ruchnis, continue to go closer to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, which of course is what life is all is all about. A warm welcome to this beautiful show. Thank you so much for taking the time on a very, very busy Erev, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontif, to come and and. Be inspired. Hopefully, this will help us get ready for Rosh Hashanah. This will help us to put us in that frame of mind. We will understand a bit more about what it is that we're doing. We're changing the order a bit today. And in fact, uh, although usually we don't give times and things until later in the show, today we're going to start with the important, important times that one needs for the Siyantif, maybe just a couple of, uh, uh, important halachas that we need, that we need to know. So first of all, the earliest time for lighting candles today is at 4.46. 4.46, we can already light our candles. And who would not want to chaperain on the first Shabbos of the year? And try to bring in the Shabbos a little bit early. I know, I know there's lots to do, there's a fortune to do. It's been a, been a busy, busy, hectic day, but let's make an effort, if we can, to get the Shabbos candles, get, to bring in the Shabbos, to bring in the Yonta, to bring in the Kedusha of, of Yontav and Shabbos, the two together are incredible, incredible bastion of, of spirituality, a bastion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's closeness. If we can manage to harness it, 446 is the earliest time. To bench, bench licht. If you can't manage that, well then, the latest time to bench licht tonight, and remember, tonight is Shabbos. So that is absolutely the latest time, is 5.43. 5.43, the candles must be up. Do not rely at all on using time after Shkir. That's only for emergencies, and certainly this Shabbos, you want to make sure we get it Right, so 5.33 is the deadline. All the food's gotta be on the, on the, on the stove, on the plot, or whatever you're using to, 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 uh, heat your food with load shedding, whatever it is. And you gotta be dressed and the car should be parked. You should actually be in shul already. So at least the last mincha of the year, this far I'm talking about, the last mincha of the year can fix up all the minchas. Of the entire year, and some of those minchas are hard to fill. Davin, we're rushed, we're harried, we're running to shul a bit late. This is the one mincha. Let's make sure we get this, get this one, this one right. Shkia then is at six oh one, one minute past past six, and therefore, if we want to uh, ensure that we dive in myrev tonight uh, after night and be able to fulfill the mitzvah, the first mitzvah of the new year. To be able to say Kurishma Mitzvah, say the rights are fulfilled on time. All you have to do is wait until 6.19. Anytime we got married after 6.19, we're able to fulfill this Mitzvah, the Raisa, of being able to, to say Kurishma B'Makabal Oil Malchus Shemayim. Accept the yoke of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kingship straight away as Yontif, as Yontif starts. What an amazing, an amazing thing. Uh, just to, to let you know that Tomorrow night, Maitre Shabbos, so night is at 6.33. In other words, that's when Shabbos ends. And of course, no preparation can be made for the second night. In spite of how many guests you're having and how much food you have to eat, nothing can be done to prepare for the, the second day of the Yontif before 6.33. And afterwards, obviously then, then one can light candles and 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 get get the food 
heated oil or whatever it is that one needs to do. Tomorrow night, we'll make the double combination of Kiddush and Havdalah uh, together, right? Because it's it's both the end of Shabbos and and a, a Yantav. Also, there's so much to talk about. I mean, uh, obviously, and because this, uh, tomorrow is Shabbos, so we have to ensure that we don't have just the normal lunch. It's, it's Shabbos, you have to have Shalshudas, but because it's also Erev Yontif, because uh, tomorrow night is also Yontif, we have to make an effort to have Shalshudas as early as possible. Many, in fact, have the custom to take the the lunch meal and divide it in half, maybe have the fish course, and then bench, and then take a break, go for a walk or something, and then come back and have the rest of the meal, wash again, have the rest of the meal, and have shashur. So there's lots to talk about, but we have so many things to do today. This is 11.9, Chai FM, the program is soul to soul. We're going to come back in a minute with so much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, on your radio, Erev Rosh Hashanah, Tov Shin Pei Dalet. Wow, the last day of this Jewish year, and Baruch Hashem, we're together to spend a bit of time, hopefully being inspired, hopefully getting ourselves even more ready. And of course, we've been spending all of El getting ourselves ready for this tremendous, tremendous day that we have, Shabbos and Sunday, Rosh Hashanah, Habo'aleinu Latoiva, time of din, a time of, of judgment, a time where everything is on the line for us, a time where everything is going to be judged and analyzed and, and decisions are going to be made about what's going to be this year. Who's going to live, who's going to die? It's not a joke. Yet, it's a chag. Chazal tell us that Rosh Hashanah is a chag. We dress up nicely. We eat beautiful food because we're confident that there's Hashem. If we do Rosh Hashanah right, and that means we're in shul and we're dominating and we're focused and we're serious and we take cognizance of the things that we need to be aware of, then it's going to be, there's Hashem, a wonderful, wonderful year. One of the things we really enjoy about Rosh Hashanah and we, a lot, we, a lot of people put a lot of effort and a lot of work into it, are the various, what we call the simonim, the special different kind of foods, the symbolic foods that we're going to eat tonight. Tonight, all, everyone has the custom to do it. Some even have the custom to repeat and do them again on, on the second, on the second night. And this is something very special and very important. And it's, believe it or not, it's not something that sort of came about Recently, it actually has a source in the in the Gemara, both the Gemara in Horius on Daf Yudbeis and the Gemara in Krisus on Daf Vav, bring the concept of eating simanim <coughs> on Rosh Hashanah. In Masechus Horius, the Gemara says, "La Oilam Yeherogel Lirais Berosh Hashanah Kra Ruvia." Karti, the Silka, the Kamri. He brings specifically that one should lead us, one should see on Rosh Hashanah these different kinds of vegetables, beans and, and leeks and, and beetroot and, and, uh, and, and dates. Right? But it says Liris to see. In Mesechus Krisis, the Gemara says, a person should always get used to lecho, to eat on Rosh Hashanah. And again, he brings the same list. Kara, Ruvia, Karte, Silka, Tamri, all these five different foods that we do include in our list of simanim that we eat on Rosh Hashanah night. In other words, the Gemara increases is adding more than the Gemara in Harius, because it's saying not only to see all these different kind of foods, but <coughs> actually to eat from them. And in fact, it's Aloha. Shulchan paskins this in Simon Tov Kupe Gimel, in Simon 583, that uh, he says, first we, <coughs> we take the Tamar, first we take the date, even before the, we have the apple, 
and the pomegranates. Why? Because the, the tamar is the first in the list of the shiva saminim. Because the way it works is in the shiva saminim it says, Eretz chita usa'ira, land of wheat, barley, ta'ina, figs, gefan, grapes, wine, berimon, and pomegranates. Eretz zeis shemen udavash, a land of olives and dates. It says honey, but it means the honey of, of dates. And in, in trying to decide which, if you have any of these seven species, which one gets precedence in making the bracha. So the halacha is that whichever one is closer to the word Eretz, the land, that gets precedence. And since the dates are the second in line after the second word Eretz, and uh, Tamar, Gefen, and Rimon are three, four, and five after the first Eretz, so Tamar trumps any any of those other other uh, uh, things, and you make the bracha says the halacha. You make a bracha bore pre heights, and the halacha continues on anything else that we eat. We say special yiratzons. For instance, we say yiratzon may it be the will of Hashem. She tamu oivenu that all of our enemies, the Sainenu and those who hate us, the Chomavak Sherosen, and all those who want to do bad to us should all uh, uh, disappear. <clears throat> now, we need to try to understand why is it specifically that we chose the, the Tamar? Not only because the language seems to work so nicely, Sheyitamu Sonenu, that our enemies should, should be uh, <coughs> vanquished, and that's similar to the word Tamar. So there is a, a commentary from the Toldus Yankov Yosef, who brings from his Rebbe the Baal Shem Tov. It's a beautiful apostle. The apostle in Tehillim says, "We say it in the song the day of the Shishayom of Wednesday, Kel Nekamoy Hashem, Hashem is the God of Vengeance. Kel Nekamoy Sayfiya, the God of Vengeance has appeared." And, and he uh, bases it on, 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 on a marshal. says there was a, a, a villager who unfortunately went and rebelled against the the uh, the king. What he did was he hit and he, he threw stones at a statue of, of the king or something like that. And straight away, instead of putting him on trial for treason or, or lack of respect to the king... What did this king did do? He elevated him. And he gave him a position in, in government. And slowly but surely he promoted him further and further from level to level until he became literally the second in command to the king. And the more the king did good to him, and the more he saw <clears throat> to a higher, the, the more he saw the greatness of the king, and he himself rose to higher and higher levels, and he saw the whole way the royal court works, and all the king's retinue, and all of his ministers, and the way it was all handled. So, it was, it was more and more painful to him that he was this villager when he remembered that he had rebelled against this great king, this great merciful king. And really, he should have been punished. He should probably been put to death for what he did. And instead of that, the king chose to do good with him more and more and more. And the king did this, obviously, with, with great chokmah, with great intention. Because if he had put him to death, so then he would have had... One moment, in that moment of death, he would have felt bad, he would have felt a terrible, terrible regret for what he did, and then that's it, he'd be in the grave, there'd be no, no more feeling at all. Which is not the case, the way the king did it, the whole, his whole life, every time he got to a higher position, every time he saw more and more of the greatness of, of the, of the king. Oi. It was so painful. How could I have gone and, 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 and rebelled and shown disrespect to such a great 
a great king. And that's what it says. Kel Nekomais Hashem. Hashem is a God of revenge. In other words, the, the Nekomah, the revenge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is through his Midas HaRachmim, his tremendous mercy that is not like a human, a human king. And why? He kel nekomis hoifia. In other words, that the, the revenge is by the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu pours down on a person from his greatness and elevates a person higher and higher. And when the person gets close to Hashem and sees the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he remembers that he actually went and rebelled against such a king, there's no greater pain than, than, uh, than, than that. And he says, you can say, <clears throat> why do we take the date? Because the date is very, very sweet. As it says, right? It's Dvash Tamarim, the, the, the honey of dates. And we ask that all those enemies and all those uh, uh, haters of us who were created because of our sins and they were there to punish us, so may HaKadosh Baruch Hu remove them. And instead of them, instead of punishing them in, and, and, and by, by, by destroying them, Hashem should punish them by, by giving them the sweetness and, and seeing the greatness of, of Am Yisrael, seeing the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and there'll be no greater punishment than that. We'll come back and talk about this more. It's 101.9 FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, we back on your radio. Erev Rosh Hashanah, tough Shin Pei Dalit, as we prepare for the most monumentous Yontif of, of the year of, of our lives, maybe, who knows, this could be a life-changing. We're talking today about the simonim, about the special, special symbolic foods that we eat tonight, some eat tomorrow night also, and we're, we're learning a little bit about them. So we spoke before the break about the, the date and the message of the date. After that, we take the rimon, <coughs> the pomegranate, and it, the halacha says we make the bracha of Shekhyano. Obviously, uh, 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 provided that uh, it wasn't on the table at the time we make Kiddush. And we say, That we should be full of mitzvahs, like a pomegranate is full of seeds. And of course, the question is well known. The Gemara and Brachas on Daphnun Zayin. Uh, expounds on the pasuk kepelach harimoin rakosech, right? Like the the, the 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 flower of of the pomegranates is rakosech, and the Gemara says, "What's rakosech? What does that mean?" So we say, "Afilu rekanin shabach." Even those who are considered to be distant, who are considered to be empty from Torah, meleim mitzvus kariman are full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate. So I understand. Are, are we asking Hashem that we should be like those empty people in the Jewish nation? And, and, uh, and, uh, so you are more than that. So you want to be like those who are full, 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 who are, 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 are you God is absolutely, God, you are end to end with Torah mitzvahs. Why do you want to be like those who are Rekonim? So there's several answers that are, that are said. Perhaps the, the, one of the answers could be, the, they tell a story about Rav Yosef Chaim Zonfeld in, in his book, in the book about him, uh, near the beginning of the book, on the, the Shagasariye, that when the Shagasariye was about to, to leave this world, so they brought him a, a sitter, so that you could say uh, a, a vita, you could say say a final confessional before his death. The Shagasari lifted up his hands and he said, These hands will testify on me that I don't need to say vita because I never even had the time to do an Aveda. 
That's it's put also another in 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 Sefer Emes Vemuna on the uh, the Kotzka that he had a minic to tell his Hasidim, I'm not asking you not to do any averus because of the fact that you don't want to do an avera. I'm asking you, don't do an averus because that you shouldn't have, you should be so busy. You don't even have time to do, to do an Aveda. And, and the Kotzka brought for this a, a proof from the words of the Gemara, the Gemara in, in Sukkah, Dafi Zayan, the Gemara says, it says, Avir Poisel Bishloisha. If you have a Sukkah, you have Schach, and there's an empty space that is three Tfachim, let's call it 24 centimeters of open air, a break in the schach, so then the, the, the schach is, is possible. But if you have invalid schach, there, only if you have four tfachim, let's say 32 centimeters, only then does the sukkah become possible. And it would seem that it should be exactly the opposite. That invalid schach, the, the, the invalidation should be uh, 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 more strict than just open, open space. Right? Because open space in itself, in its essence, is not something that is forbidden. Why then is it the other way around? Why is it that open space is, 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 uh, three tfachim puzzles and puzzle schach is, is four? So it teaches us that if someone is doing nothing, He's just empty space. He's just, it's such a, a, you know, where nothing is happening. That's even worse than someone, God forbid, doing something he shouldn't be doing. And therefore, the open space, nothing is, 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 uh, is more strict even than, than puzzle, than puzzle schach. It's a fascinating idea. And the best sort of remedy, the best medicine, Against the Yet Sahara is, is utilizing our time. Nitzel Hazman. Using our time properly. Why? As the Mishnah Suva says, Shabbatola Mivia Lide Zima. When a person is bored, when a person has nothing going on in his life, nothing productive, then the mind starts to wander, and that brings a person to all sort of, all sorts of terrible, terrible things. And that's what it means. Malayim mitzvahs kareemon. We should be full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate. Just like this pomegranate. There's not a bit of empty space between one seed and the next. It's absolutely jam-packed full. Right? And all the, all the seeds are mamish placed next to each other. And on one on top of the other. There's no place at all. There's not an empty space at all to elude us. That the one thing we have to be so careful about is not to waste our time. Not just to, literally as they say, to kill time. Just to sit around doing nothing that is productive for any moment of time in our life. They tell a story about Chofetz Chaim. That he had a, a, a place in, in his, uh, sort of in the attic in his house. That that's where he used to go and and make... A cheshbon nefesh, you may make a reckoning about his own, his own soul. And Rav Yeruchim Levovitz and Rav Naftali Trap, right, who were in, in Radin, they wanted to hear, right, what, what, what does the, what does the Chavetz Chaim do? How does, how does he make his, his cheshbon nefesh? So they snuck up to the, to the attic and they hid themselves so that uh, they wouldn't be seen uh, by the Chavetz Chaim, and they heard the Chavetz Chaim begin to say to himself, Yisrael Meir, Yisrael Meir, that was, that was his, his name, what did you say? And he went through every moment of his, of his, of his day, and what exactly he did during that time. And, at the end, there were 13 minutes that he couldn't remember what he had done during that time. And he began to cry. Bitter, bitter tears. You saw Mayor, what have you done with those 13 minutes? What's happened to you? 
and he cried such an extent that they ran away from 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 his crying. That they, they thought that somehow somehow uh, 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 you know, that they would be burnt by his by his crying. Av, right? So that's why that's the Riman. The Riman tells us that utilize your time. Don't waste waste uh, 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 your time. Right? The Tamar t- tells us that well, but Hashem will make it sweet for us. Hashem, even when He wants to punish us, instead of punishing, will raise us up and give us insight into our great Hashem is that we feel even more embarrassed about the Averis we've done. The Riman tells us to utilize our time. After that comes the apple in, in honey. And perhaps we could say that the illusion of this is based on that which is said by the Be'er uh, Chaim, where he says, there's a Medrash that says, that the Pasuk in Eiv says, Mi'itimani va'ava ashalem. Right? Who came before me? And, and I'll pay him back. And he says, the man says, Ruch HaKadosh, Aymeris. Ruch HaKadosh says, Mi Timani Vashalim. Mi Tiles Lefanai. Who was able to praise me, says Hashem? Until I put in a Shama in a person, no one was able to praise me. Did anyone perform a circumcision on his son for my name until I gave him a son? Did anyone make in front of me a a a, a maka, a, a fence around his roof until I gave him a a, a house? Sorry, until I gave him a, a, a roof? Did anyone ever make for me a, a mezuzah? Until I gave him some sort of a structure, some kind of a house to live in? Did anyone make for me a, a sukkah without giving him the money to buy the things he needed for a sukkah? Did anyone make for me tzitzis until I gave him a talis? Did anyone separate all the tithes, the trumas, the maestras until I gave him a, 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 a barn, until I gave him fields? Did anyone separate challah from his dough until I gave him a dough? Did anyone ever give a a carbon until I gave him an animal? In other words, on a simple level, the, the, the what this Medrash is trying to teach us is that since there's absolutely nothing in the existence of the world that a person can do, even even a mitzvah, without having received incredible gifts from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, without Hashem having, giving him the ability to do that mitzvah. And therefore, we don't deserve any reward for what we've, what we've done. Because the truth is, everything we have, everything we do, is things that we received as, as, as free gifts from, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the Be'er Mahim Chaim says that that through a person's great, great desire, the person really wants and really thirsts that, let's say, he should have a male child in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of, of Mila, or he really, really wants that he should have a house just so that, not so he should be able to entertain his family or whatever, but only so that he should be able to put a mezuzah on the door or put a, a, a parapet around his around his roof. So in, in these situations, the desire, the yearning that a person has, right, comes before he has a son or before he has a house. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes that thought, that desire, and that, that's a wonderful thought that a person has and turns it into reality, turns it into a, a, a practicality. So therefore, there is a reality in existence that a person, and such a thing could be said, a, a person can be so godly that he can sort of, uh, uh, precede that which is given to him by Hashem. 
and with his thoughts, with his, with his really, really yearning to fulfill a, a mitzvah, he can actually, so to speak, uh, uh, to have that before Hashem even gives him the thing that he gives him. He says, and that's what Apostle says. Me, hikdimani, anyone came before me, in other words, because someone could sort of proceed what I give him by through his, through his desire, through his want to fulfill a, a mitzvah, then vashalim. If he does that, if a person has such a desire, not for the object, not because he's self-serving, not because he wants to have a, a nice place to live or he wants to be able to show off his child. No, his whole yearning for the object is so that he can fulfill his mitzvah. Then Hashem says, Vashayim, I'm duty bound that he should get his reward, that he managed to, 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 uh, desire something and want something and create a reality of something before I actually even gave it to him. So therefore, we find regarding the, the apple, that the apple we know is different than many other fruits. As the Gemara says in, in, in Shabbos, what does it mean? Like a apple on the trees in the forest. It says, Why is a Jewish nation compared to an apple? To tell you, Just like by the, by the uh, apple tree, the fruit comes before the leaves, Af Yisrael, so to the Jewish nation, Hikimu Nasa They were prepared to commit themselves to doing and fulfilling and carrying out all the mitzvahs of the Torah before they even, they even heard it. So therefore we see <clears throat> that the apple represents a desire of the Am Yisrael to fulfill the mitzvahs of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, we take an apple on the first night of Rosh Hashanah and we dip it in, in honey to hint to us that through this tremendous, tremendous desire to mitzvahs, we merit to the great, great honey, to the great rewards of, of, in this, in this, uh, in, in this world. You know, in the, in the, uh, the Kutem Aril, uh, he brings, he brings down, he brings the name of his, his Rebbe, Shalom, uh, uh, He says, it's known, says in the name of the Paiskim, that most of the, of the halakhic rulings of the Maril come from, from his Rebbe. And he says as follows. My Rebbe said that when El comes in, from the moment El begins, when a person writes a letter, even a friendly letter to his friends, so he needs to, to allude at the very beginning of the letter that he is dominating for him. He's, he hopes that he should have a wonderful new year. By saying, Shona Toiva for a good year, you should be written and, and sealed. Or says Taylor uh, Eretz Al Belima that uh, <coughs> says that uh, Hashem should Yitav Hashem should give you a good a writing and 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 seal you for well, and that in fact was the the minic of all the great people. Now there's a a, a beautiful allusion uh, uh, to this to this minic in in a. Uh, in, in a pasuk that uh, it says there in, in Pasha's Yisrael, when uh, Yisrael comes and 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 decides to come from his his place of royalty amongst the Jew, amongst the the nations to come join the Jews. So when they meet, it says Vayishalu Ish Ehu Lishalom. Where again, so uh, the, the the first letter of Vayishalei was Vav. And Ish is Aleph, and Lirei was Lamed, and Lishalom is the letters of, of Elul. 
And Vaishaleu. Vaishaleu means the Lashon of, of asking, inquiring. In other words, that already in El, one should inquire and ask and wish his friends all kinds of beautiful or beautiful blessings, as in fact the, the Maril alluded. Now the Gemara Brochus says, For Amr of Yehuda, there are three things that unfortunately can cause a person to have a much shorter life than he expected. And that is, someone who God forbid refuses to get an aliyah, they offer an aliyah, says, no, I don't want it. Or they offer someone to bench, to have the kaisha bracha, and, and he doesn't, uh, doesn't want it. And someone who, who acts with great authority where he had no right to, to do it. So he says, uh, uh, if he's given the, the cup of bracha to, uh, lead the benching and he doesn't want to do it because it says, I will bless those that bless you. And Rashi says, Right? So the person who benches Birchas Hamazan is, is saying all kinds of brachas for the Balabas. Right? And it's, we know this, that, that part of benching is a special Birchas a special bracha that a guest says for his, for his, uh, host. And it, it seems therefore from that, that someone who, uh, who benches, right? And this Chavera, if you, if you bench your friend, you give someone a bracha, you think you're just giving him a bracha? No! You get the bracha back! Right? In the schus of the bracha that you gave. As it says, I will bless those that, those that bless you. benches a person that gives other people brachas. So based on this, on these days, and especially tonight, tomorrow morning, when we see all of our friends, all our acquaintances, Right? On these days we were asking and begging HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we should be zayachet to a good, to a, to a good year. And then something should be written and sealed for a, a, a wonderful year of, of, of blessing and, and a long life. So this, uh, it, it behooves us that if we're going to bench other people and give them brachas in, in, in whatever way we can. So, the, the, the promises that bears Hashem, all those brachas that we give to other people will be fulfilled in us. Hashem says, I will bless Mubarakha. You give people blessings, Hashem's gonna bless, gonna bless us with, with be it with, with long life or, or, or good years or, or please God with, 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 with children and, and, and happiness and, and, and the main needs to be written in the book of Tzadikim Gemun, the bracha of perfectly great, great Tzadikim. So let's be generous and lavish with our brachas, but do it because we really mean it, because we really want everyone else in our lives and we know to be happy and successful this year. This is one more Panachafem. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soldiers on Back on your Radio. Erev Rosh Hashanah Tov Shin Pei Dalid. Special broadcast in honor of the upcoming Chag. And we're doing something a little bit different today. We've changed our order. I want to tell you a story that I think is, is relevant to, to Rosh Hashanah and our hopes and, and aspirations for this year and of course the ultimate hope for the coming of Mashiach. So my Sashoyat once happened with the Chaim Aloza Shapira, who of course was the Munkacha Rav, the uh, author of the Sefer Minchas Eluza. Now we know that this great great Leba was someone who had a tremendous, tremendous ability to, to daven a great, great deal for the future Geula, for the ultimate redemption of Kaisal and bringing us all back to, to Teretzishal. And in the year Tafresh Tzadi, which was 91 years ago, we're now in Shin, to we're now in Taf Shin Pei Aleph. This was, uh, 91 years ago. 
he traveled to Eretz Yisrael for a short visit. He was there for 13 days and he was accompanied by 20 of his, of his followers. The purpose of the trip was to visit the Koymas HaKadoshim, to visit holy places in Eretz Yisrael and to meet who was then called the Saba Kadisha, who was at Rav Shleimer Eliezer of Handri, and, and to, to visit in, in the neighborhood, what was called then Bote Munkach in, in, uh, in Yerushalayim. And, uh, you know, that, uh, he, cause he was constantly sort of urging the members of, of his community to actually, uh, go to, to, to Eretz, Eretz Yisrael. So the, the trip of, of the, of the Rebbe became well publicized in, in the community. And during the course of the, of his stay there, so the Admar sort of traveled in Eretzeshaw, the length and breadth of Eretzeshaw, and, and visited many, many of the, of the holy sites of, of Eretzeshaw. The, the sort of the highlight of his trip was, as we said, his meeting with our Shleim Eliezer, Ali Pandri. And as it's written, actually, in, in the Sefer, uh, uh, on, 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 on a Wednesday, that, uh, it, it was just, uh, uh, the, when, when the, when the Admar was in, in Yerushalayim. So, the, 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 the sort of, the climax of, of the trip came, was on that night, that Wednesday night, which was <coughs> the night of Pesach Sheni, the night of 14th of, of Iyar, which is <coughs> the commemoration of the, one of the events that was part of the Gula from Mitzrayim. After, after Mayrev, <coughs> so the Rebbe went into the room of the great Chochem Al-Pandri, which was in the neighborhood that was called then Ruchama. Nowadays that neighborhood is called Gula. In, in Yerushalayim. So the, the, uh, the, look, he was a very, very old man of Alpandri. He was on, a, on his, on his bed and, uh, and he was, uh, smoking <coughs> and he actually offered the, the, uh, the Admor also a, a, a cigaria. And the Rebbe sat near the bed and he asked that Everyone should leave and they should be left alone. Of course, those who went, went out. They went, but they went out against, against their will. And they were listening through cracks and windows to try to hear what was going on in the, in the, uh, in the converse, in the conversation. And the, the, one of the things that was, was, uh, discussed was that, uh, uh, the Munkach Rebbe, Asked the, this, this, this great uh, leader of this Fadi community to clarify and actually announce when the Gula was going to, was going to happen, when the final redemption was going to happen. That's how passionate he was. Now, the Yemilcha Salaza had a only daughter whose name was Chaya Frima Rivka and she married, uh, in, in the month of Adar, Tuf Reish Tzadi Gimel. She married, uh, Rabboruch Yoshua Yerachmiel Rabinovich. These people had long, had long names. And the Chasna was, was an amazing, amazing. Like, imagine one of the biggest Hasidists in the world. The Jewish, the Jewish world was, was very, very involved. Hundreds of visitors came from all over. Uh, the, the, the press was there. The media was there. It was quite an, and, uh, an, an, an event. And, and, uh, the whole, the traveling of the families to meet. After the, after the wedding, so Rabbarach lived with his wife in, in Varsha, in, in Poland. And later when, when, uh, the Mirchas Loza became ill, he begged them that they should come back to, to the city of, of, of Munkach, which was at that time under the control of the, of the, of the Czechs. And, and they happy, they were happily to, 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 to accede to his request and, and they came back. The Mirkos Alaza loved 
his 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 grandson. He had a grandson from that marriage, Tzvi Nosson David, and he was uh, he used to play with him and 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 spoil him all the time. And and young Tzvi loved to sit on his father's lap during particularly during Kabbalah Shabbos on on Friday on Friday night, when when it came Rosh in the last year of the Rebbe's life, who was, by the way, Nifter, on the second day of Sivan in the following year. So the Minchas Aloza took the Shaifer in order to check if we're still, uh, we're still kosher. Uh, Tzvi was there at the time, and he wanted very, very much to see the Shaifer and to hear its, its sounds. And he asked his, his Ada to blow one extra tzkiah. And as they agreed with great happiness. From then this became almost like a, 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 a standard practice every day of, of El. After the tzkiyas that are normally blown during Chodesh El. So the, the, the Sabbath the Rebbe would blow an extra tzkiyah for his, for his grandson. On Erev Shoshana, where of course we don't blow the shaifer. So the grandson, he was very upset when he didn't hear his Zayda blowing the shaifer, right? He's gotten used to it is, yeah. And, and, and this is how I explained him, that it says, Er Rosh Hashanah, and, and that we don't blow the shaifer, Bez Hashem, tomorrow, we'll blow the shaifer in, uh, in, 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 in Shul. But the child did, didn't understand and didn't want to even try to understand. And he had a full-blown tantrum and was Absolutely adamant that his Zeta had to blow one more tzkiah for him. So after a long time, so <laughs> the, the, the Rebbe realized that, uh, look, uh, you, you can't fight him, join him. You couldn't, couldn't uh, sort of deal with his, his grandson crying, and he blew an extra tzkiah. Now, the Minigan Munkach was that on, on Rosh Hashanah, before the tzkiah shaifer, the Rebbe used to, used to speak before they you know, before he even began his drasha, the Minchas Aloza went to the Oren Kodesh, opened the Oren Kodesh, and said, Reboi Noilam, I have to, I have to ask Mechila. Because it says in Sifri Alacha, that we don't blow the Shaifer on Rosh Hashanah. But, I did blow on this day. And he began to cry and he called out, Do you know, Reboi Noilam, do you know why? I, I went against the minig of his show is because my my young grandson was lying on the floor and begging me and, and kicking that I should blow for him one extra shaifer. And my, my heart melted inside. I couldn't I couldn't hold back. I couldn't bear to see him crying. And therefore even I went against the minute and I blew one extra tear, even though it was wrong to do so. And here the Rebbe raised his voice and said, Tatan Imo, Father, how can you stand by and see your children, your beloved children, lying on the ground, calling to you, Tata, Tata, one more tkiah, blow that shaifer a godol, for our freedom, blow that great, great shaifer that's going to herald the coming of the Mashiach. And, and even, even if it's not yet the right, the right time, how can you stand to listen and hear your children crying and not do anything about it? That year, the tzkiyas in Munkach were greatly delayed because the Rebbe and the entire tzibur just sat there and, and cried. Halavai, this Rosh Hashanah, besides all of our tfilis for everything else we want, what we need to add our lives and health and and parnasa and simchus. Let's daven and let's tear the heavens open for the ultimate gula, that extra one shayfer blow. It's kabishofer gadol l'cheiroseinu. Hashem should redeem us and bring us back to Yerushalayim HaKadosh. This is 11.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul and this is the greatest radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on the radio, Erev Shab, Erev Rosh Hashanah, Tov Shin Pei Dalet. We were talking before about the importance of giving brachas to other, you know, there's a Ramah 
The Ramah says that there's a minig to to greet your friend and with his traditional uh, uh, brachas, and he brings it right after the Shulchan Aruch says that even though the whole year we have to daven quietly, and Yom Kippur, the minig is to daven a little bit louder, not necessarily to bother another person, but a little bit uh, uh, louder, and we're not worried that that uh, you might. You might make a, a mistake because people have have a, have a, have have machzorin. And Ramah says we greet each each other, and we need to understand why does Ramah write this halacha specifically after the law of of davening. So the the in the sefer Meshorim Magid Magid Meshorim, you know, those are all things that that uh, Kara was taught by the Malachs. So he says that one Rosh Hashanah he was in Eretz Yisrael, and the first night he davened a very very Long Shmon Esrei. By the time he finished, everyone had left Shul. And he was there by himself. And the Malach appeared to him and, and said, what you did wasn't correct. Because you've lost out on the, on the opportunity to give, to give brachas and, and to, and to get brachas from all the other people. And that's such, such a, 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 a problem. You didn't have the schus. That's, you know, where the meaning is that every year greets another person. And they say, the Shana Tovah, the Alta, straight away, L'chaim, Tovah Misham, for a good and beautiful, beautiful life. And in, in, in Shamayim, they're very, very, very considered as very, very important, these, these, uh, these blessings. And that's what Ramah says. That's why he brings this halacha specifically to, to uh, greet your friend as almost a reminder of we do like to daven and it's very important to put all one's mind into, into one's davening and, and davening even along, along Amida. But don't lose out an opportunity to be able to give another yid, another person a, 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 a bracha. Uh, to 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 uh, to you know enhance their life and and give them beautiful wishes for for a beautiful for a beautiful uh, 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 new new year and therefore we could we can uh, uh, say yeah why is it that in fact that on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur we are allowed to daven a little bit a little bit uh, louder you know why don't we uh, why don't we worry that maybe maybe you're going to disturb your 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 friend and 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 maybe he's going to hear you know you, we, we do confessions on Yom Kippur they might hear the various that you did and he'll be embarrassed and therefore the remorse says this minute there's a minute to to bench everyone to give everyone barachas and, and wish them a good year and therefore we see the tremendous unity and and the brotherhood that is in this time and therefore they wouldn't have to worry that someone's going to be embarrassed his friend when he hears about his others. It's been an amazing year. Lots of challenges, lots of difficulties. Just left for me to wish every single one of our radio family a beautiful may be written and sealed for a good year. The altar straight away on Rosh Hashanah. Chaim Tovim for a good life for the Shalom and ultimately for peace. Peace, of course, is the most important of all the brachas. Internal peace, peace of mind, peace around us, peace in our environment, that we're able to continue to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to serve God in the most beautiful, most wholesome way here in this country, all over the world. I want to thank you all for being part of our family. Please, God, we should have this chus to continue to share Torah together into Tafshim Pegdalet and for a long, long time coming. Each and every one of our radio family, a good Shabbos and a good Yontif and a Lishana Taifa.